happen in the corporate world all over the world and recently i came across this very beautifully written article by uh, gautam singhania who recently shared with students the complexities of running a family business and why it is important to divest a few responsibilities so what i like about him is when you're running a family business it is business first not the family first because uh, there are many things involved your business first comes because uh, you have a responsibility towards your stakeholders towards the people who are your employees your associates and of course your family too is important so i want to uh, bring to you some beautiful uh, parts of his writing which i really liked so here it goes like when he was speaking to young students he discussed the complexities of running family business and the challenges that he faced in taking raymonds to the next level including putting his professional life ahead of his personal ones it is a big thing uh, we all grow up listening that personal life personal family uh all these should be first before anything else but then friends let's face reality money matters and relations matter when money is gone so it is so important to look after both so raymond's like many family run business had adopted the family first approach however Since 2015 we changed our approach to the business first he said dwelling on the ongoing spat with his father Vijay Pat Singhania he reiterated that the bone of contention was a duplex flat in the renovated JK house which could not be given to his father as a shareholder had uh, rejected the resolution despite being the largest shareholder i abstained from voting though i would have also voted against the resolution i have suffered on the family front for doing what is right for the business he said singhania also pointed out that if family business don't apt and bring in the distinction of ownership and management then they run the risk of being obsolete it is in the best interest of the family to ensure that the management delivers and enhances the value of family's holdings this is what gautam singhania has to say anyway further <laughs> having stepped down as the chairman from some of the companies of the group singhania said that giving up responsibility of day to day management of multiple business was crucial i look at my present responsibilities in three distinct areas number 1 communicate number 2 motivate number 3 simplify 
communicating with management and helping them communicate with other stakeholders on what we are doing motivate our senior management our employees and our associates to help realize our objectives and simplify the complex issues that are emerging as business challenges in the crucial global scenario and planning for them with resources in third area sharing his experience of being hands off singhania said that he was informed about the appointment of independent director on board of group of the companies over email this kind of approach he said helps professionals feel sense of ownership and it has its benefits i am busier than ever before as i have more time to plan on what needs to be done and meet more people who matter rather than a busy be busy with operational matters so friends from family first to business first is something to think about hey friends do you think it's easy to define success perhaps i think it's as difficult as defining the taste of salt so i'm going to narrate you a very beautiful episode which i read recently somewhere and it talks about warren harris he is the ceo of tata technology and he is a father of two which he narrated recently at iit bombay he spoke about it that he was super proud of his eldest son for going to the cornell university and recently graduating out from the university of chicago however with a laugh he added i was even more proud of him when i read an article by narayan murthy because he too sent his son to cornell but that was only after he couldn't get him into iit koi it was quite a compliment to all the iit student audience listening to his speech interesting isn't it friends today i would like to share with you the beautiful story of dainik bhaskar a hindi daily in india which in 1996 was 40 year old it was a bhopal based newspaper group and was doing a circulation of 350000 copies per day and by 2004 it had grown by 1000 times and was doing around 3.5 million copies per day and was selling in six states across india the six big states mind you like madhya pradesh chatisgarh rajasthan haryana chandigarh and gujarat and it made to the top 25 dailies in the world and uh, the credit for this 
would go to the company generally what you see is that there is a face associated with the company but here of course there is a face it was a agarwal ran family where mr ramesh chandra sudhir girish and pavan were the ones who were seeking the challenge of taking it to the numero uno of the newspapers and uh, they were the uh, ones who were the radical innovators and they really wanted to do something outrageous and take it to the new dimension so it seems you know uh, once the cheer chairperson mr ramesh chandra agrawal remarked that uh, to his sons that uh, your aspirations are like to reach the heavens do you know what takes to reach the heaven so his son replied yes i know one has to die to reach the heavens and precisely this is what mr ramesh chandra agrawal exclaimed and he said so be prepared for a extremely uncomfortable time of your life because now you're going to disrupt your personal life your family life and you'll have to go out there into the market and battle like you've never done it before and don't be sure that you're going to get success but yes move in a way that you will turn successful if you are willing to do that then you should go ahead and we should all put up a put our right foot forward and it seems the sons were ready and they were committed for doing whatever necessary to make denik jagran a number 2 in jaipur that is a city in rajasthan so they said we will aim to start from number 2 and we would go on and would gradually grow from there so from there the they nobody knew as to what is to be done to achieve that because for bhaskar certainly it was not a easy goal because newspapers take decades of time to reach any kind of leadership position and uh, uh the difficulty with newspaper is that they lose money in operations the more newspapers one sell the more money is lost until the revenue from the advertising catches up but this often takes a lot of time so usual strategy is to grow a bit wait for ads to come in grow a bit more and so on It's a hugely painful process but that's the way it has always been. But now that the challenge had been taken so meeting the challenge head on was the way to go. So when Bhaskar began with the aspiration of entering Jaipur as number 2 with the print run of 50000 copies on day 1 it began the process of demolishing all the industry entry and growth barriers every industry paradigm would necessarily have to be 
rethought. Therefore, the group decided to go for a truly in-depth understanding of the readership pattern in the city. Unlike a conventional survey that takes random sample size and tries to extrapolate information into the board for the trend, Bhaskar group decided to meet 2 lakh potential newspaper buying households in Jaipur. Now to do this, they brought in a huge team and this team was groomed and they were uh, taught about body language, they were taught how to communicate and they set up a team of 700 surveyors and to find out what the householders want. During the survey, an idea emerged that they would finish the survey and go back with the results to the householders already they had met because they thought that if they went back, they can ask them to sign for an advance subscription. But again, they were not sure that there would be customers who would be ready to pay upfront for the newspaper they had not yet seen. So they did thinking in detail. Working back from the intent, they asked if we do ask the customers to pay upfront, what comfort zone do we need to create within the consumer? This threw up two questions. What are the major consumer concerns and forces gravity in doing this and how can they be overcome? So the team realized that there were two major fears that customer had. The fear of being taken by a surprise and getting something they didn't want and the fear of losing the money in a bad deal. Now to overcome the first fear, the team hit upon an idea of evolving the product with the customer. So they went to each customer, asked him questions. What are you not getting in your current newspapers that you would like to get more of? And what would you like your newspaper to do for you? Then based upon the feedback, the survey team went back to all the 2 lakh new householders to show them what they had created based on their feedback. The entire survey team of 700 surveyors was highly trained in engaging with the consumer. Experts in the field taught them body language, grooming, posture approach, method, social norms and rules and how to engage in conversation with the consumers. This was engaging and it created the product and making this product uh, was sold to the consumer even before the product came into the being. This set the stage for asking advance subscription for six months or maybe one year to overcome the consumer fear of losing money in a bad deal, the surveyor signed and gave consumer a guarantee bond and promised consumer a subscription price of rupees 1 rupee 
50 paisa as against the rupees 2 which was a new stand price and they also guaranteed that no matter what fluctuations in the new stand price the advance subscriber would get the newspaper at rupees 150 so the consumer now had no reason not to subscribe and and it was a major response that many people subscribed for it now dainik bhaskar launched in jaipur with 172347 copies not as number 2 but as a leader from day 1 this erstwhile leader in rajasthan their erstwhile leader the rajasthan patrika which had built up leadership position over in over 30 years and had a circulation of nearly 1 lakh copies was overthrown overnight and this was a raw upstart so girish akarwal says that always challenge conventional wisdom the pandavas did and they won the mahabharata here the conventional wisdom in mahabharat dictated that armies won war and they should have taken the krishna's army when it was offered instead they refused the army and asked for krishna alone and that too as a non combat so dainik jagar dainik's success in jaipur is remarkable in itself and many organizations would have rested on their laurels wallowing on the success and would be self congratulating but dainik team went full stream ahead in keeping their commitment to the chairman continued with launch after launch they did jaipur then chandigarh then haryana ahmedabad and gujarat number 1 on day 1 of the launch each time so this is how and the biggest challenge for this uh newspaper was when they launched in chandigarh which was a english newspaper city so selling hindi newspaper they realized that chandigarh read english newspaper because hindi was not available but now immediately to graduate a city from a english newspaper to hindi newspaper was a challenge so what they did they came up with the hinglish newspaper it stood alone and the result was that bhaskar was a leader on day 1 in chandigarh as well so this is how bhaskar grew also in chandigarh and same thing happened when bhaskar entered the state of ahmedabad where people were used to the gujarati script so if there is one thing the dainik story tells us it is that writing like do you see the writing on the wall it reads arriving soon in your industry radical innovators starring hungry radical 
orbit shifting so these things are important to assess right from the day 1 now denic survey is a remarkable undertaking they built their own team of part timers from scratch for instance at amdabad where they surveyed uh and uh, enhanced the customer experience they had captured nearly 12 lakh householders they used over 1050 surveyors and 64 supervisors 16 zonal managers and four divisional managers to run the entire show it is possibly the single biggest direct consumer contact program in history and they met each householder twice it was quite quite un uh, seemingly to be that people used to from the newspaper industry uh, went meeting the householders so it was a new concept they introduced so this helped them to reach out in personal capacity with most of the people who were their direct users so these are some of the important and beautiful things which denik jagran did and this is how they managed to capture the news reader newspaper industry in a storm and they turned the number one readers in the country I hope it's a inspiring story and you would have loved to know about this. Thank you. The story is not over till we look back that what exactly did they do? In the Denik Bhaskar story what these guys did systematically is they set up a quantum challenge to be number 2 on the day of the launch of their newspaper thereby challenging the long standing industry paradigm of slow incremental growth number 2 they challenged the industry paradigm of waiting for customer to come to them and instead they went after the customer one on one and lakhs of them number 3 they challenged the paradigm of editor knowing better than the reader what the reader should read and instead involved the reader in creating his own newspaper last but not the least number 4 they broke the impossible to break morning habit paradigm overnight so these are the traits of leaders and when you challenge the conventional wisdom you for sure are out to be a winner Friends I always lived with the myth 
that entrepreneurship is for the young because i always felt that if you have not started early you will not be an entrepreneur in your life and uh, very recently when i read one big article in the newspaper and also with my experience of life what i learned that age is just a number and there is no limit when and how you are going to turn into an entrepreneur age will not define anybody's entrepreneurship skills very recently a friend of mine her name is clelia though she is a couple of decades older to me but uh she called me from miami hey vita you know what i am here to participate in a salsa dance competition for a moment i just looked around i knew that she loves dancing but now she is going for a international salsa competition that was a big thing and the second thought which came to my mind and i immediately asked her i said hey clelia but who are you dancing with and she burst into splits of laughter and you know what she told me she said with my mother clelia is herself touching 70 and her mother is 94 This is not a joke. And when the two get on the stage, the entire stadium, the entire hall gets into a roaring cheering and applauding mode and they do their dance and I would definitely upload this YouTube one day. Well, this is one part of it and my personal experience because i if clelia doesn't consider herself i thought like sometimes that i am old but clelia is older by decades to me and her mother who is 94 means you have to be really open from your mind that age is actually not a number You know Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg once said that young people are just matter. I beg to differ. Age does not matter whether you are 20 or 50. You have just got to strike the chord and see the music. If you are in India and you have recently read about her bhajan kaur she is a 94 year old person who just 4 years back was one day speaking to her daughters and she said hey you know all my life i got you kids settled i worked in the house but i've never earned a penny so one of her daughter came around and she said well for your experience let's do one thing we turn you into an entrepreneur she said but what can i do she said but you make the most beautiful besan barfis 
so let's have your burfis and we get them sold in chandigarh organic market and this is exactly what she did she made for the first time 5 kg burfi and she went to that organic market in chandigarh and she sold it believe you me her normal burfi costs you for a kg 100 and 850 per kilo versus her organic burfi besan burfi would cost you something close to 2000 rupees per kg and this was the breaking point and this was the time she and the moment her daughter uploaded her picture and her burfis on the facebook it went viral to an extent that anand mahindra the famous mahindra group chairman he tweeted about her homemade burfis and he said that this was an ex- exotic preparation and you know after that her phone has been ringing non stop sometimes by the buyers and most of the time by the media yes and now she is a celebrity similarly we have many beautiful stories like radha uh, daga managing director of triguni food limited she started the venture at 69 yamini majumdar she is 88 and she started her own laundry business and she started it at a ripe age of 68 years so friends there is like if i want to put together there are so many so many stories about all these people who have worked hard and they have been doing this but you know the intriguing thing is that at an age when most of the people are thinking of hanging their boots and sitting on their rocking chair reading a newspaper or watching their favorite television show these people chose to work they chose to be entrepreneur you know it is perhaps for the fact that they are willing to take the risk at their age means they are made up of different dna which is a spirit that it is to say never say die and go on like uh, you know they they want to contribute and pay back to the society because with age also comes your wisdom with age comes experience you have a wider wider uh, what do i say your connections your uh, networking so with age you are always in a plus plus situation which a young person is not maybe yes i agree there could be a possibility that you are not too high on your adrenaline or enthusiasm or your bones could be creaking but definitely for all those kind of chores you have younger generation to hire but you are rich in wisdom rich in experience rich in networking rich in your ambition and rich to give back to society so friends age is just a number it is the will 
and it is your will which can turn you into an entrepreneur at 90 plus also so keep the will alive and enjoy your dolce vita life friends whenever i find something really interesting i have to share it and today what i'm going to share with you is a very interesting story and this story is about the british cycling team so it was the fate of the british cycling which changed one day in 2003 that is the year 2003 the organization which was the governing body of professional cycling in great britain had recently hired dave brilsford as the new performance director at the time professional cyclists in great britain had endured nearly 100 years of mediocrity since 1908 british riders had won just a single gold medal at the olympic games and they had fared even worse in the cycling race so in 110 years no british cyclist ever won the event in fact the performance of british riders had been so underwhelming that one of the top bike manufacturers in europe refused to sell bikes to the team because they were afraid that it would hurt the sales if other professionals saw that the brits were using their gear so brilsford had been hired to put the british cycling team on a new trajectory what made him different from the previous coaches was a relentless commitment to strategy that he referred as the aggregation of the marginal gains which was the philosophy of searching for tiny margins of improvement in everything that you do brilsford said the whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into riding a bike then improve it by 1% you will get significant increase when you put them all together brilsford and his coaches began by making small adjustments you might expect from professional cycling team they redesigned the bike seats to make them more comfortable they rubbed alcohol on the tires for better grip they added riders to wear electronically heated overshorts to maintain ideal muscle temperature while riding and used biofeedback sensors to monitor how each athlete responded to a particular workout the team tested various fabrics in wind tunnel and their outdoor riders switched to indoor racing suits which proved to be lighter and more aerodynamic but they didn't stop here brilsford and his team continued to find 1% improvement 
in overlooked unexpected areas they tested different types of massage gels to see which one led to faster muscle recovery they hired a surgeon to teach each rider the best way to wash hands to reduce chances of catching cold they determined the type of pillow and mattress that led to the best night's sleep for each rider they even painted the inside of the team truck white which helped them spot little bits of dust which would normally slip by and get unnoticed as these and hundreds of other small improvements accumulated and the results came faster than anyone could have imagined just 5 years by Brit- Brailsford took over British cycling team dominated the road and the track cycling events in 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing where they won the astounded 60% of the gold medals 4 years later when Olympic Games came to London the Brits raised the bar as they set 9 Olympic records and 7 world records same year Bradley Wiggins became the first British cyclist to win Tour de France the next year his teammate Chris Froome won the race and he would go on to win again in 2015 2016 and 2017 giving british team five tour de france victories in six years so during the 10 year span from 2007 to 2017 british cyclists won 178 world championships and 66 olympic or paralympic gold medals and captured five tour de france victories in which uh, is widely regarded as the most successful run in the cycling history friends can you guess how this happens this is no magic this is just improving oneself over 1% of whatever you do and this ultimately accumulates to huge dividends if we keep doing all positive things in our day to day life and give it a acceleration of just 1% we would see our growth trajectory moving towards north and moving south if we don't do that 1% which we are expected to do so friends this period of our lockdown of quarantine is just to work upon our 1% So let's think about it. Let's think about the families. Let's think about the way our bed is placed, the way our kitchen is set, the way uh, I sit and study. What is my routine? What I want to do? This is the time for intervention. Like inward looking and once we 
do this 1% improvement till the time of lockdown you just see how we are going to bounce back and we will recover all the losses which are being claimed on the television and i'm sure and very sure that mankind is going to take a very strong rebounds thank you A successful young executive was riding his brand new Jaguar down the neighborhood when he noticed a kid darting out of between the parked cars. He slowed down a little bit but as he appeared near him a brick smashed into his car door. He slammed on the brakes and he drove back to the place where the brick had been thrown. The furious man jumped out of his car and caught to the nearest kid shouting what was that about what the heck did you do to my car why did you do it the young boy was a little scared but with so much politeness and apologetically he said i am sorry mister i don't know what else to do he pleaded i had to throw this brick because no one else would stop for my call or to help me with tears rolling down his cheeks he pointed towards the parked car and said it's my brother he rolled off his curb and fell off his wheelchair and he is badly hurt i cannot lift him any more because he is far too strong and big for me to lift the sobbing boy asked the man would you please come and help me get him back to the wheelchair he is hurt and he is too heavy for me the young man was moved beyond words and tried to swallow the rapidly swelling up lump in his throat he hurriedly lifted the other kid from the spot and put him back on the wheelchair he also helped the little kid with the bruises and cuts When he thought that everything will be okay he went back to his car thank you sir and god bless you said the grateful kid the young man was too shaken up for any word so man simply washed the little boy pushed the wheel wheelchair bound brother down the sidewalk it was long and slow ride back home for the man when he came out of the car He looked at the dented car door. The damage was pretty noticeable, but he did not bother to repair it. He kept it as a dent to remind him that do not go through life so fast that somebody has to throw a brick at you to get your attention. So friends, Life whispers in our souls and speaks to our heart. Sometimes we do not listen to it. Then it throws a brick at us. It is our choice. Listen to the whisper or wait for the brick. <laughs>